Hi everyone, my name is Joseph Siegel, and welcome to this week's edition of the AMM Torah Podcast. This week I'm actually only doing the intro to the podcast. We have our first participant in this year's Summer of Subscribers. It's my friend Yossi Spira, who lives here in Yerushalayim with his family. Yossi has agreed to uh, do the podcast for this week's Tvar Torah, and I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. You can also join the Summer of Subscribers. More information uh, can be found by emailing me at amemtorah at gmail.com uh, or by checking out the blog, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com. But without further ado, let's get right to Yassi's Dvar Torah for Parsha's Matos Masse. In this week's Parsha, Klal Yisrael takes revenge against Midian. And they kill the five kings and Bilam. And the, the Pasuk says that they killed Bilam with a sword. The question is obvious. It's so irrelevant how they killed him. If anything, Klaisel should have killed him in the most torturous, evil way, in a sadistic way. I have a lot of ideas how they could have killed, could have killed Bilam. Why did they kill him in such an easy, non-harsh way, through a sword, chop his head off and done? So Rashi was bothered by this question. Rashi explains that Bilam tried to use Klaisel's own medicine against them. Because Klaustral's, their craft, their way of, of fighting is through Tyrant Fila, the double-edged sword of Tyrant Fila. And Bilam tried to use their own medicine against them and tried to destroy them through curses. So, so too, Midi Kineged Mida will use his own medicine because all the nations fight through sword because it says, Al-Khar by the Bracha of Esav. And that's how we killed him. Now, earlier in the Parsha, the Torah discusses the halachos of making the darim, vows. And there the Pasuk says, in Pasuk Gimel, Lo yachil You should not profane your word. Now Rashi explains what does that mean. You shouldn't make your, your words halal, a hole in it, and chulin, and mundane, and profane. The Bukhanam Wasserman, he used to say that when somebody, how come when people daven and they learn, but it doesn't have an effect? So he answers, because when we dive in, that's Klal Yisrael's weapon, is, the, is their mouth, through tyrant Tefillah. Now, if we use our words for mundane things, and don't keep our word, and we use it for negativity, then, then your sword gets dulled, halal, make it becomes dulled, making their Tefillah dull. Bilam knew this, and that was Bilam's plan. Bilam tried to use their own sword against them. Just look at the bracha that Bilam said. How goodly is your tents. What does he mean? Rashi says that they're not faced, aligned, opposite each other. What did he mean by that? He tried to use that as a curse. How is that a curse? He tried to use that as a negative force. To say that they're so distant, they're so separated, they're nifra, they're not connected to each other. They don't have any closeness to each other. They're individual. They're lonely. They hate each other. They're separate. But Hashem took that and used it as a bracha to show how Klal Yisrael is so tzenua, so modest. They don't look at each other in a negative way. We have the choice to look at the, either the glass half full or being half empty. And everything, whether it has to do with yourself, your marriage, your friends, your family, there's always a, a positive and there's always a negative. I think that's the answer to sinas chinam. What do you mean sinas chinam? Those should think as chinam. The reason why I hate him, I have very good reasons to hate that guy. But I think it has to do with, if a person doesn't think of the negative all day, his cynicism about himself, 
He projects that negative outlook to everybody who he sees. Feeling of insecurities about himself. So he naturally looks at the whole world as trying out, looking out to get him and looking at that insecurity. So he puts up this front. So the whole point of him hating other people is all because of his own lack of self-worth and dignity. So if he would look at the positive in himself, the Avas Chinam will have a naturally gla- natural glasses of love for everybody else. Because it depends how he looks about himself. The Pasuk in Mishle says, Latava Yavaki Shnifrod. People who run after their taivas, they become distant, lonely. They're all for interfering themselves. What do I mean? There's a famous hippie house in Haight-Ashbury in San Francisco. And they were known for love and peace, and we all love each other. The truth is, the last time they had this hotboxing of the attic, they used to have a tin can that they used to light it up with marijuana. And the last one was there, the last shipment of that weed is going to happen. They made an announcement that now is the last shift. The murders and the stabbing and the throwing down the steps and the killing of each other was unfathomable. What do you mean? How could this be? They all love each other. Love, peace. The answer is because their whole love and peace is all in it for, all in it for themselves. Now we get back to Bilam. Bilam tried to use this cherev to destruct, to separate. He used the power of our cherev, our double-edged sword, to destruct and to separate Klal Yisrael from each other. So that's why we use it against him. We chopped him in half to make him distant, to show him that his own me- method is to distance. You, we use our pe- power, our tefillah, our cherev, to connect to Klal Hashem and to Klal Yisrael and to ourselves. May Hashem help us to focus on the positive in ourselves and naturally project it into all of Klal Yisrael and to see the good in everybody and feel the good of Hashem in our lives and should be zeichet to be through this to have avas chinam and to rebuild the Beis Hamikdash. In our days, with what we do with our days, Amen, and have the sweetest, joyous, positive Shabbos you ever had in your life. Thank you everyone for listening. I want to thank Yassi again for filling in for me this week and joining the Summer of Subscribers. Uh, we still have some spots open for some of the remaining Parshios. Uh, the next two weeks, Parshios Dvarim and Vos Hanan are also taken. Uh, but after that, we still have a few more weeks before the program ends at the end of the summer. Um, so please get involved. Email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Uh, also, for any questions or comments or to subscribe to the email newsletter where you can get the Dvar Torah right in your email inbox and also uh, different updates that we send out from Amem Torah. Don't forget to check out the blog itself, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com, where I'll have links to uh, written Divrei Torah that I've written in previous years uh, for this week's uh, two parshios of Matos Masse. Don't forget to check out my website, hashkafahandbook.com, where you can get the links to the podcast, uh, where you can learn more about my book, uh, Reality Check, A Handbook of Hashkafa. Of course, the podcast is also available on iTunes. Just search my name, Yosef Siegel, or the AMM Torah Podcast. And finally, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash and on Twitter as well, at amemtora. Once again, thank you very much to Yossi Spira for uh, filling in for me this week with Dvar Torah. And next week we have another participant for the Summer of Subscribers, so stay tuned for that. Thank you again, everyone, for listening, and have a great Shabbos.